ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the B team or the B me right now. Chad is off fixing himself a drink. He does not have himself someone who runs him drinks like Chad does. So he's running and getting his own because classic Ben, he showed up uh, right before and here he is. So anyways, B team, of course, as always on Jackrabbit Illustrated uh on jackrabbit illustrated facebook jackrabbit illustrated twitter that's a new thing um if you are someone who is trying to find us for god's sakes you end up listening to this later and you're mad because you couldn't find us on facebook or on youtube it's because we are going live on twitter instead we're only allowed three places to stream so we're going live on twitter and the fcs fans nation youtube so be sure to follow uh, those guys as well. If you are one who likes to watch us on your big screen TV through YouTube, go ahead and follow FCS Fans Nation, folks. We will be uploading the videos later to YouTube, uh, to our own YouTube. However, um, we just want to try it out going on Twitter. Anyways, uh, as always, we are brought to you by our title sponsor, the Kubota Dealers of South Dakota. Uh, if you have any lawn care needs, you have acreage needs, you need a hole dug, you need a skid steer, you need a garden tractor, you need a larger tractor. Um, implements, the whole works, they've got it, got you covered. They have eight locations across the great state of South Dakota. Um, get yourself some orange in your shed and have some great equipment that takes good care of you. Snow, snow removal, snow blowing, snow plowing, everything. They've got the whole nine yards. So go ahead and look them up. I know Matt loves his new Kubota to death. So I'm sure he's looking forward to using that in the winter. However, tonight you may notice we are just the dashing duo tonight. We are down garage time. We'll be what, a little different this week because Chad is off in, uh, while well, he was in Prague yesterday, he's, he's gallivanting across Eastern Europe right now. So that's what Chad's doing. Uh, we are back, and this is old school kind of Ben. Like this is a throwback to what a couple of years ago now, and here we are. <clears throat> yeah, just the BB team tonight. No C. Um, <laughs> Jesse already said that. <laughs> did he really? <laughs> Two... <laughs> we're, we're about six inches shorter. <laughs> Who said that? Did you, did you come up with that? I, um, I I would never, you know, it's a comment that you can't see. Speaking of not seeing comments, if you do want to comment and you are on Twitter watching us, we don't see those. It just doesn't play with the software. So just so people are aware, if you're trying to comment on there, um, I don't know, maybe pull up Facebook in the background and comment on there. Otherwise, um, we will try to keep tabs on it um, on Twitter or X or whatever, but... I think saying X too often along with BBC will get us banned from it's iTunes. It's going to be trouble. So, um, Twitter it is. For some reason, like Twitter, you have to have like a Peri you have to have the Periscope app and you got to like enable it. It's a whole thing with Twitter. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's something we tried. Maybe we'll just go away from it. We'll see. Um, but yeah, just you and I here. Uh, we had some fun up in the Twin Cities. Hopefully everybody else did as well. Saw a lot of, saw a lot of people up there. Um, I was up there with Jesse, uh, my cousin. Uh, we had a good time. Uh, saw a bunch of people at Cowboy Jacks. Um, yeah, it was it was a good time overall. We got some NFL talk already in here. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, we 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 are daring and bold. We have gone. We decided to go. Yeah, we're going up we, against. We went the, F, the FCS <laughs> championship game route for all the complaining we do about it, and we're like, hey, everybody. Watch us during Monday Night Football. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess it was Matt, Ben's decision. This is Ben's fault. 
everybody who's wondering just blame that guy to my right i am second guessing it because i love having the lines and i love discussing them yeah i love picking so we may have to we'll see finagle some scheduling around we we might have to figure something else out to do it on wednesday or thursday but yep maybe maybe um yeah what was the question we didn't even address it zach larson's well, question we can go back to it i just um, I didn't, I didn't, you know we've got zach such larson, a smooth flow going so far yeah that's know, true we're like butter here well we don't have like, a we don't have a game to preview so right we got time we got yeah. time to fill that's this is you know this was another one i'm thinking it'll be a quick show and then oh, I yeah. just like, yeah, we got time. We're gonna <laughs> I hope everybody's ready for an hour and a half show. I couldn't believe Matt and Dallas went in like hour twenty with oh no God. game to preview. Right? I Which they, they had Tanner on though. That. And Tanner's awesome. So That's if anybody had, hasn't watched the the 18 podcast, Tanner Castoro was on, which is awesome of him to hop on with us. And uh they did a great job. So go check that out. Yep. But to Zach Larson's question here, he says, What's your guys' take on craft not getting any playing time for Green Bay? Thought he was going to play more. Uh, I'm not a two-parter. What's your so the first part? So here's my take on it uh, with Tucker not getting a lot of playing time. You know, uh, there was a lot of talk. Um, I think Tucker will be capable of developing into the better all-around overall tight end. But they brought him in to be a receiving threat, but also to be a blocker. And the big talk around the NFL when you bring in a young tight end is that they struggle with blocking which is weird because we know how much he helped us block in here, but it's also also a whole different ballgame when you're blocking in the NFL. Uh, Musgrave is the faster pass-catching tight end of the two of them. So he's getting a lot of reps just because, A, right now half of their offensive weapons are hurt, and, B, they love ha- – I mean, what's a better best friend for a young quarterback than a pass-catching tight end? Um, so they've been using their – number three, or well, I guess you can consider him their number two tight end right now, who's a veteran as the blocking tight end right now. And I think part of that is just waiting for Tucker to come around uh, on the blocking side of things. Um, And who knows, it could be a matchup thing as well. Uh, Not really sure. I'm not super deep into the NFL like I used to be. Now that we do GI, um, it's harder to keep up on that on the NFL stuff like I used to. Um, but that's my take on it. It's just going to take him time to develop into an NFL blocking tight end. I think he's more than capable. I know he's really um, he's really capable and willing, which is a big deal. So um, as far as that, that's my take on Tucker with the Packers not getting a ton of playing time right now. Uh, and then, you know, the second part of this, with Chubb getting hurt tonight, we might see Pierre Strong a little bit. Um, Nothing, but nothing yet, which is shocking. Yeah, I expected to see him more right out of the gate, I think, with the Browns. I don't know about you, Chad, but when they traded for him, I expected to see more of him. I don't know if it's just maybe he's still picking up the offense, you know, as a young player switching to a new offense. That could be tough. I'm not sure. Did you just call me Chad or are you just like talking to him? No, I've got 37 comments about Chad on the right side here <laughs> in Czech Republics and checking out where he is. People, um, For the record, if, you, if you've commented a comment once and I don't throw it up, commenting it a second time will not get me put it on the screen. <laughs> yeah, we do see all the comments. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but that anyways, 
that's uh that that's my take on everything. I think we will see more Pierre. Um, if we don't see, this is going to be Pierre's big chance. I think in mm-hmm. the league right now to show what he's got, what he's capable of. Um, and if he he's just got to find his way on the field at this point. Yep, I agree. All right, can we are we done talking about the NFL now? Yeah, I think so. I okay, think so um, let's move on. Um, Jim Poppins says they run around. Tanner was great with the great insight, hundred uh, percent. Like I said, uh, check out Tanner. Uh, if we could afford him, we would hire him, but our, our budget is is minimal. We get a significantly smaller budget than the A team. <laughs> yeah, which is incredible. We've got B team mafia, but we get we, we're just you know shunned. Over here. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about the game a bit. I know yeah. it's it. It was Drake, and we won seventy to seven. Um, but there were some things that happened that I think are worthy of talking about. Uh, number one, I would, I guess, what? Let me. What, what was your take on the atmosphere, like the game itself? Um, you know, when I was on Borg with Borg um, in the post game, and I talked to him, uh, it, the the atmosphere at the game. Outside of being like, oh, this is cool, we're in Target Field. Um, after that, it, it just didn't have a lot of atmosphere to it um, for me personally. Uh, the band was really cool. They're, they did an awesome show at halftime. That was sweet. They had a whole bunch of cool. They put the national title game score up there and 1-0, and that was, that was sweet. So shout out to those guys. Um, other than that, atmosphere-wise, it was kind of weird. You know, Dallas and Matt touched on it. It felt like an alumni gathering more mm. so than anything and i know a lot of people said you know well it'd sell out if it was the marker game or better opponent yada 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 the thing is you don't want you don't want to lose your home field advantage like people lose sight of the fact of how important winning games are in the fcs and if, say if we move montana state there that stadium might have sold out it, it would have had at least 25 30, and instead of eighteen thousand, the environment probably would have been way better However, half your seats are going to be across center and right field. Also, we don't win that the Montana State game if it's not at home. And if we don't win that game, now we're scrambling and wondering, all right, what do we got to do to get the two seed? So you can't give up that home field advantage. That's what college football is all about. 100%. Um, but as far as the, in, the atmosphere there, it was lacking, and I think Borg nailed it. Um, especially since he's a Colorado state grad, he said it, it was a, it sounds like a bowl game. And oh, yeah. the more I think about it, like, yeah, that's what a bowl game would be like, which really makes me want to stay in the FCS. But <laughs> yeah, the, the party and everything in the atmosphere, it was really cool. So I do like that. You mentioned the band. I was going to shout out the pride. They, they made the atmosphere. Like it was tough to have an oh. atmosphere in that place. Cause it's so big and you're like, mm-hmm. you're so far from the action. It's so like open and big. But you could hear them so well throughout the whole stadium. That was awesome. They had them mic'd up. I did hear that, which I didn't like, actually, because we were uh, maybe we were too close to a speaker, but like I could hear them just fine. And then I was hearing them like again on the speaker, and it was kind of messing it up. But um, no, they did awesome. Like you said, the the halftime show was cool, showing the 45 to 21. Then they spelled out last play, um, which is kind of the team's mantra. Uh, So that was really cool, too. yeah, it, it was. I did like that part about it, and having just like the the Twin Cities background, um, you know the the skyline in the background that was cool too. 
Um, like Jesse said, glad I went out to buy drinks at Target Field for a while. Oof. Uh, yeah, they, they were a little expensive. Ugh. I will say the Bomba juice, which it's really easy to make. It's, <laughs> But it was delicious, but it was like $15 a drink, which was crazy for like a single. But um, You know, my, for me with that, the only issue I have with that, I, like I, was, I knew going to a Major League Baseball park, like it was going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. You know, I've, I've gone to plenty of Brewers games. Like if you go into a major league baseball game with a food budget, then well, you're, you're going to be angry all game. Cause you're going to get a thing of nachos on the flip side. What I was disappointed in and I get it cause we weren't selling it out and it's a different thing, but I was expecting like your cool ballpark foods. You know, every, every ballpark has their signature food. You know, Milwaukee's got their special brats or, whatever and it was it seemed like it was just basic you know nachos hot dogs whatever and yeah the, the, they, out by that. i didn't pay attention i didn't eat there but they they must not have had some of their like the stuff that they would no. normally have open wasn't open no, i don't think so. I, I i don't know if it was if it was then the twins need to work on their concessions game <laughs> no it's usually pretty good <laughs> they must not have had much open um i do want to address uh dustin's comment about the sacks Oh, so, um, he said, I went to the grocery store today and got more sacks in the SDSU defense. So he's saying that, uh, SDSU <laughs> just hasn't logged any sacks yet, which, uh, on one hand, yeah, it's a little disappointing. On the other hand, the, as I was watching this game back and, and a couple of the others too, um, we're getting pressure on the quarterback. The sacks will come, um, we in at least our level of college football, they don't track QB hurries. Um, I think if they did, those would show up a lot for our D line uh, because they are closing the pocket. They are making the quarterback um, uh, move off his spot and make some errant throws. And so while the sack numbers aren't there yet, I- I'm not worried about it. Honestly, I think they will come. Um, I think that we do need to, do a little better job of um, containing the quarterback. It seems like the passes they, they are able to complete are on the run. Um, and so a little work to do there, just making sure that we keep them in the pocket and they don't get out. But um, yeah, I guess all that to say, I'm not too worried about the zero sacks thing. Yeah. You know, and I think the difference is this year, it feels similar to, to last year where this team is going to build back into the monster it was. Um, and you can kind of feel that happening. However, uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, well, Jim, of course you had a great brisket sandwich in the Legends Club. You got the fancy seats. Jim won the tickets from the Twin City alumni group. Um, but no, I do think... Uh, we're going to see some of these guys really develop into stars. Um, Williams, uh, I think he's going to be a stud at D tackle. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have some guys emerge. It's going to happen. It's just going to take time. Um, some reps, just like it's going to, it takes time for the O line to regel. I don't care how many reps you take in the summer, in the spring, in the fall, until you get game reps and adjust to other defenses that are playing against you. It takes a while to really. Um, really go and uh, gel together. Um, but here's a good question. I'll throw this one to you. Who do you see step from Zach Larson? Who do you see stepping up on the D line for sacks? If you had to guess, I agree not with not being worried though. It 
though, with it being so early in the year? Uh, I, Trevier and Hicks, I think they've been they've been getting close to getting to a quarterback, and they just haven't got got to him yet. Um, but I think both of those guys are in for a big year. I think you'll see them start to tally up some sacks. Right. Um, Steve Anderson says the QB runs scare me. The QBs have picked up chunk yardage, yardage mostly on broken plays. I yes and no. Like I, I agree with that. But also, if you play a quarterbacks that are as mobile as Chambers and Malat, your your odds are you're going to give up some chunk running plays on those. You're not going to contain them the entire game. Um, is is it something to be worried about? Always, it's always something to be worried about for sure. Um, you know, you always want to try to stop it. That game we had against Shelley was just unreal. Like, there's a reason that was such a crazy, impressive game last year against Shelley with how running he was, much of a running threat he was, is because it's so hard to do that. I'm not saying they can't do better and shouldn't do better. I'm just saying sometimes the other team's quarterback that are that good is going to bust a runoff on you um you just got to try to minimize it because if it was that easy quarterbacks wouldn't be able to run around in the nfl either because those are the best in the world doing it and running quarterbacks kill everybody all the time there as well somehow justin Fields still has a job and that's all he does for all the bears fans out there yeah i mean it's and it's part of play the uh bend and don't bend but don't break defense we play um we play good coverage and Keep things in front of us, um, and so you're you're going to see some QB scrambles. But um, for the most part, I think um, it will be fine there. Um, Jim Poppin said Bach coming back will op- open some up to make plays. Definitely possible. Um, I think, and I think it'll we'll see. I think we'll see plays get cleaned up a little quicker. Um, mm-hmm. Bach is just a, a, an animal. Uh, he's just, I mean, we have a very deep linebacking quarter core and a lot of good linebackers, but Bach is just a step above. Um, right. And so, yeah, I mean, Bach coming back will make a huge difference. There's no doubt about that. Well, in games like like at the level that the our team's at now, a ha- he's a half step faster. And a half step is the difference between a tackle for a loss and a three to five yard gain with the speed that these guys are moving. So that'll make a huge, huge difference. Um, (laughs) Dustin coming in with a question that I'm going to rant on a little bit later um, about scheduling. Uh, But Garrett Meyer looking a little ahead saying Schuster will make some plays, but I expect we'll have three sacks also. Um, Yeah. uh, I don't know how many sacks we'll have. Um, We'll we'll probably get into that a lot heavier next week. did, did before I answer Dustin's question, do you have anything more uh, about this Drake game? Because I know you said you had stuff you want to touch on, and I, I you get after it, big dog. Uh, <laughs> so the other couple things I did want to touch on: um, love seeing Brenner get a touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. He does work in the that run awesome. game. Uh, I was good seeing him get loose and get a touchdown. Um, Love seeing, I tweeted about it, but getting Hines in space on the perimeter, they motioned him out and got a uh, one-on-one with him against a linebacker. And he's just, he's going to dominate a linebacker every time, just throw it up to him. Um, Will to getting another touchdown. Uh, met his dad at Cowboy Jacks. That was cool. Yes. Um, 
It was, and I think his uncle too, maybe. Yep, his um, dad and his uncle. Yep. And so, I want to clear something up because Chad was like, I don't know if anybody's come up with the nickname Wildebeest yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I know they listen uh, because they're like, actually, that name has been handed down from generation to generation. Right. So this isn't just a nickname for him because they've all been Wildebeests at some point. So just putting that out there. Doesn't change anything. We still we still should make a shirt on it and get him get him some NIL right. money. Right. Um but I gotta I gotta dig on Chad while he's not here. <laughs> it makes it feel like he's here in spirit. Chase Mason with another long touchdown run. Uh, I think uh, Matt and Dallas touched on quite a bit last night, but mm-hmm. um I think that it uh it, it's a sign of things to come. I think he's gonna be a big yeah. part of this offense. Um, you know, he's gonna get I would see, I see him getting anywhere from, I don't know, I think three to four carries a game um, on average. Uh, I, I think he should anyway. I think, I think we should mix him in that much, but because, and I, the reason why I say that is to keep Mark healthy because we do yeah. like to run the ball with quarterback. And when you got a guy like Chase Mason back there, I think that we should let him run the ball. But well, I, you know, I agree with that. I, I, I'm I'm also on Tanner's side with number one. How do you take Mark Gronowski off the field? I agree. Like, he's that good. But number two, I hate the predictability of that. Like when NDSU brings on um, Cole Payton, God, no, Cole Payton, it's not you're not guessing at what he's going to do. That's a run play. <laughs> it's that's what it is. It's a run play and watch for the tricky pass. Like a pass with Cole Payton is considered a trick play. So. If you're bringing Cole Payton in, and you're bringing him just to run it, well, then I don't I don't know how much I love that personally because it's easy to for defenses to go. Oh, he's on the field. Here we go. Run, no, it's not defense. But you gotta you have know, the you gotta have the threat of the pass. But I I right. would venture to guess Chase Mason might be a better passing more of a passing threat than Cole Payton based on. Well, and I'm not that. saying that I, I I know he can pass, but then now if you're bringing him in to be quarterback, you are taking a player of Mark Gronowski's caliber off the field to play Chase Mason, which he's not good enough to do that. If I'm being frank, he's not good enough to replace Mark Gronowski on the field. Well, that's a big ask. I don't know, I know but that's what you're doing. There are if, that if, many if, if, quarterbacks that can. <laughs> that, that's my point. You yeah, know, I'm not saying he shouldn't play or they shouldn't do that. That's just I don't know. You're taking your one of your best your best player off the field. I don't I, love it. I see it as spelling him a bit, keeping some wear and tear off of him. Um, I mean, it's it's no different than like Isaiah Davis is probably the best running back in the FCS, but we still bring in no our, it's different it's a it's it, different it's, it's different it's let's not know there's a reason two quarterback systems are weird and people notice when sac state and montana state do it anyway my point is i think chase <laughs> mason's gonna be a big a big part of the offense he's going to be a huge part of this team in the future and, I, and i'm sure they're gonna bring him in um you know a player to a game you know for sure moving on moving on we could argue um, about the show i think <laughs> uh angel with a nice long touchdown run love that um i do love the offense getting into hurry up uh we saw that quite a bit against drake i think that's something we'll see against other teams um it keeps the t- keeps the defense on their heels 
and uh i i just i think we can have a lot of success with that especially once we start getting downhill against them start uh, getting our offensive line leaning on them a bit um the last thing i'll say is that i liked uh how much we got our offensive line pulling um especially like once we start not having as much success just you know with straight runs up the middle teams fill in the box uh run blitzing um getting creative ways to get our guys in space get out on the edge and we've got some uh dudes on the o-line that i mean they can they can run you over but can also get on the outside and get some blocks downfield like we've seen quite a bit um and so that was good to see more of that as well and um I think it's going to have to happen because I think teams are, they realize that you can't, they can't just let Amar and Isaiah get going downhill against them. Like they have to stop mm-hmm. them at the line of scrimmage. Otherwise they're screwed. And so you're seeing teams really stack the box, really do some run blitzes. And so you're just going to have to make it hurt. And I, I feel like I have a hundred percent confidence that Lujan will be able to do that. But I think that's part of the reason why we've been, at times, I feel like we've been a little frustrated with how our offensive line has looked, but I think it's also based on the the defenses that are getting called against them. Yeah, I you know, there's part of me, and I, this is sacrilegious to say, um, but I would love to see some games where they just let Mark sling it. And <laughs> like, I know we I, want to be balanced and have a good running attack, and that's what I going into every game I want. But deep down inside. I would love to just have a game where Mark shows off, slings it 40 times, and everybody sees how good of a quarterback he is. Um, it's just not going to happen because it's not complimentary football to our defense, and you've got that the weapons we have in the backfield. You have to use them. So that's just – Yeah, I, I mean, I mean the, the nice thing is if teams continue to try to stack the box and run blitz against us, we have the weapons on the outside to, to hurt them. We have the, mm-hmm. the the best FCS quarterback um, to get the ball to him. So I don't see it being a problem going forward. No. All right. That's all I had on the game. All right. Hey, we have a we we have a spreadsheet and everything, or not a spreadsheet, but we got a sheet made up mm-hmm. to keep us on track and everything. We've got Rev doing his best to get us off track, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, I, there's a ton of game. Our picks did not go well. They went. Oh boy, it was bad. They um, went. We've got a ton good. of games I want to talk about outside of the valley this week. But let's go through the. Do we have to go through the dumpster fire that was, or can we just well, pretend it didn't happen? Let's just stay right off the bat. I went two and nine. Brendan went three and eight. Which, uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting at seven and eighteen and one overall this season. <laughs> At least I'm only three games under 500. I can salvage that. You're at <laughs> 11 and 14 and one. Uh, geez, yeah, that's real bad. But uh, so yeah, fade the whole B team and get rich. Or that's what we're calling this segment. Yeah. Um, the which the segment is brought to you by. Culver's. Culver's. Culver's? <laughs> Culver's. We got two food places now. This is exciting. Uh, it is. It is. Which is awesome. Uh, so Culver's for all your fast food needs. Um, yes. Shout out to Jim Pop, and he stopped at Culver's on the way up to Minneapolis and Watertown. And uh, yeah, 
supported one of our Culver's of Brookings and Watertown as our sponsor. Yes. Um, so yeah, we we love Culver's. We love the butter burgers. Got a, got the fifty. Got a seventy butter burger this game. Seventy butter burger. I mean, I how often does that happen? That's like a fifty butter burger with a mixer. <laughs> <laughs> the concrete mixer. So yeah, it was good to good to get all the butter burgers this game. Um, yeah, thank you to Culver's. Thank you for sponsoring our absolute garbage picks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting your name on that dumpster fire that we just put out there. Um, but seriously, guys, like Jim, thank you so much uh, for tweeting about that. Um, yeah, and you know, if you go into our sponsors, let them know. You know, you heard about it from from us um, and everything like that. It means a lot to us. We appreciate the hell out of people doing that. So thank you mm-hmm. so much for that, Jim. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the, our, our picks are not Butterburger worthy, uh, mm. this last week. That was not great. No, I agree. Um, so yeah, USD went and beat Lamar 35 to seven, which to be fair, we, th- they were only up seven to six at half. I thought our pick was looking great. And then Lamar just gave up in the second half. Um, Ball State whooped up on Indiana State 45 to 7. Uh, Youngstown State beat Robert Morris 48 28. Eastern Illinois beat uh, Illinois State, which we'll talk about Illinois State later, but that's a bad loss for them. Um, Middle Oof. Tennessee uh, beat Murray State 35 14. Didn't cover the spread though. I don't know. Did you do math wrong on that one or? Probably. <laughs> yes okay I, I was doing it on my phone and i had three different apps open in a screenshot just, and i'm swiping through all of them because i've been I, accused of not keeping track correctly and then no i go and publicly put it on twitter that at least i publicly i didn't do it but like cloak and daggers like you do behind it you know <laughs> nobody ever sees you actually put it out i send you the thing every week and you just ignore it <laughs> All right, UNI uh, whoops up Idaho State, gets on the right track, 41-17. Lindenwood beats Western Illinois, which we called that. They won 43-40. to Boise State whooped UND. That's not a good look for UND. Uh, Boise State won 42-18. Uh, NDSU beat uh, Central Arkansas 49-31. to Thank God, because without that one... <laughs> I would have looked real bad on my picks. Um, Southern Illinois came from behind. That was a fun game. Uh, they they did. It looked like Simo was gonna gonna walk away with that one, but Southern Illinois scored with I think there was like under ten seconds left on the on the yeah. clock when they scored the go ahead touchdown there. Um, they did not cover though, and then obviously SDSU covered. Um, they're 45 and a half point spread winning 70 to seven. So yeah, that is the summation of our terrible picks from last week. Um, I just want to point out how screwed you are because In- I took SDSU and nothing terrible happened, which means Dobby, big, Dobby big is free. <laughs> you're all in big, big trouble now. I should go back and check how many times it dinged me to not take us last year and see how many I would have <laughs> beat you by. I don't have that sort of motivation to do that. But again, it got us a national championship. So, um, 
Beyond that, do you happen to have the top 25 pulled up? I do happen to have the top 25. Look at this Check guy. This out. Yeah, see, you know, Chad, you know, he, him farting around. So I grabbed uh, Sam Herders. We don't have our FCF, our FFN poll out yet. Um, I know I submitted my vote. Why not? I have to see if, uh, I don't know, Lawrence. Usually out by now. I know, Lawrence. I, I didn't see it anywhere. Come on, Lawrence. Um, Lawrence. He doesn't watch the show. Um, but it's um <laughs> Lawrence, anyways. Uh he uh uh I, I'm gonna have to get my picks because I'm gonna try to post them every week what I put for my poll. Um I like publicly showing off my poll, so I'm gonna put it on Twitter for everybody uh to see how everything changes week to week. But um I forgot to write them down when I put my vote in, and when Did I you... get lost in my picks, then I uh tend to forget where I had people in exact spots. So do you have Montana in the top 10 too? I had Montana, uh, <laughs> not in my top 25 and they can sit on it. That's, uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at with that. They can, <laughs> we are E for everybody, Brendan. It seemed like, uh, there was some, I, I feel like people are fishing at this point because there was somebody that had Idaho ranked above North Dakota state. Um, it was just, I don't know. There were some it's, crazy polls out there. Well, you know, and <laughs> people forget there's FCS teams. There's more FCS teams that beat um, FBS teams that don't make the playoffs than do, I think. It's close. Because I know half the field hasn't beat FCS teams every year, and the FCS averages 7 to 12 FBS wins a year. And I'm pretty sure not even a third of the field has, you know, beaten an FBS team. There's usually three or four of those teams don't even make the playoffs. So winning an FBS game is not the end-all be-all for ranking a team. And some fan bases, (coughs) Sac State, might be wrapped up in that and think that that makes you, you know, Jesus, even though you beat a team that's somehow probably worse than Northwestern in the Power Five or Vanderbilt. So... Anyways, that's my tirade on that. So what we have here is the Hero Sports top 25 is what we're looking at. Oh, we got Blue Blood in here. You know, I should Dude. show it. You know, Sam Herder doesn't watch us. I should th- throw out Blue Blood's uh, poll instead. <laughs> <laughs> Since but, you get Sam. <laughs> I mean, the guy, the guy consumes more FCS content than anybody in the world. Oh no, no <laughs> like, breaks. We get no breaks here. Oh no. Oh, nay, nay. <laughs> What's funny is we've had we we have Zach watch us for some reason. He must be drunk to watch us. Um, <laughs> right. We got Kevin Marshall. Zach, I don't know if you, if anybody's listened to Blue Bloods podcast and you or hasn't, and you want to know, um, especially about the swack, he has an active swack coach on his podcast so active that he's not allowed to say the name of players that are in the swack even complimenting them because of <laughs> rules so like listen to the, and they're long hey you got to buckle in but they're they're good like you really want to get in and learn about the subdivision uh check out his stuff and yeah, dustin does the, he's got a hell he's got that southern drawl radio voice it's Dude, pretty fantastic agree so, and like the guests that, that Zach gets on his podcast, dude, are yeah. just I I mean I don't 
I guess maybe we need sure to... he had Stig on there before. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I feel like we need God. to ask him what he does because it's it's impressive. How much do you pay Zach? How much do you pay your guests? <laughs> it's is it is it more than a crisp high five like we pay people? So... <laughs> All right. I think Dustin, anyway. I think Rev got two crisp high fives. <laughs> um. So the poll here that we're talking about the the hero sports poll for those who can't see it. We got SDSU at number one, NDSU at two, Montana State, Holy Cross, and Idaho in the top five. And then we've got Southern Illinois all the way up to number 11. Uh, They had jumped way up. And other than that, in the Valley, we've got UND at 15, Youngstown State at 20, and that rounds out the Missouri Valley teams in the top 25. With that, speaking of Missouri Valley. Speaking uh, of Missouri Valley. Uh, do we want to address that uh, the Verm one? No, Vermilion, they don't count as people down there. No, but it's a good point, though. If you're looking to buy tickets for that game, SDSU probably has almost sold out that stadium. So well, if you want tickets to it, you should probably... Well, we've sold out, it. according to this, Aaron A... What we're talking about, Aaron Amick says, bought tickets to Verm today. Visitor section almost sold out. Time to make the water treatment plant painted, plant blue. Um, you know, I've I actually I've worked in wastewater treatment plants. I did it for four years. If the if your wastewater treatment plant is red, there's you have problems. It's not even operating properly. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> I'm an idiot. It was. Um, yes. But. Uh, the visitor section's almost sold out. I'm sure they still have tickets um, with their their fan I'm, their fan showing up. I, I can't imagine that you know being tie, being close to Lamar and St. Thomas at halftime does much to fill the seats. Um, right. I'm not like I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to that game. Oh, something we can bring up is if you don't make the game in Vermilion, I mean you're not painting the water plant blue, but Aaron, I will pay you $25 to walk in with a can of blue paint and threaten to dump it on the seats. Like, don't actually do it, but look look security dead in the eye and say, yeah, we're supposed to paint the paint the dome blue. That's what I was told. And then just have a paintbrush and a can of paint just to see your shit. Uh, we're going to get somebody arrested. Yeah, but not Brendan. Not Brendan's going to be arrested. Also... So. Don't give their fan base ideas because before you know it, they'll be coming actually bringing. <laughs> they would actually. They'll do actually that's, do it. It's fair. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, let's let's talk about the valley, the state of the yeah. valley, and. Well, I was going to bring up uh, the city of Brookings is having a watch party for the USD game. Great downtown. point. You should bring they're, that. Up. They're shutting um, a portion of Main Street downtown off. They're going to have a cornhole tournament. Um, we got emailed by the um, Chamber of Commerce for Brookings letting us know that this is going to be a thing. So it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. So you might want to check that out. And as Chad mentions, the bad thing about going to Vermilion is anything. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options, but giving USD money. So, it's, I mean. Yeah, no, hanging hanging out downtown Brookings sounds way better than going to Vermilion. And it, I don't want to discourage our fans from going for no, the record. If you no. want to go, like go. Like yeah. let's make the whole thing SDSU fans. That's awesome. That's a flex. Right. But if you can't go, 
definitely yes. go to Brookings to the watch party. They said they're going to close off a section of the main street, which rarely happens. And I don't know if they're, I haven't heard, but it would be cool if they're going to allow like open containers out there, which I right. would assume they are, but I would think I so know. if they block it off, like if you had a street dance and they do we that, should, we should um, ask that question. We, we will ask that question. Dustin has made my idea better. And I'm just going to throw it out there and I'm going to make his idea better. His idea is to fill it, the paint can with blue confetti and throw it on them. I'll chip in for the bail money. Um, <laughs> what would be even more better is if you made it into a Jack in the box style thing that launched confetti as you, after you cracked it over and played the music, that'd be hysterical. Uh, <laughs> but you might get tased. Um, so don't do that. If you got a bad ticker. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on from these bad ideas and talk about the state of the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Do you happen to have the standings up? I don't have the standings up, uh, but if you give me two shakes, I will. I have the uh, I have the the schedule up, so I don't have the standings gotcha. up. You, you took uh, me for a loop on that. No, it's fine. Uh, and really, the, There's, the the standings don't matter right now. Anyway, they really play in conference games. I was just going to show the everybody's records so far show you the ones that are undefeated the ones that are completely defeated i can do it almost by heart and have given up on the season already yeah Um, i can do it by heart i'm sure you could i feel like ndsu are undefeated southern illinois is two and one illinois states two and one western illinois is over youngstown states two and one indiana states over Yes. Um, Missouri State has one win. Nope. No. Oh, they're 0 2 because they're playing this week. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who are we thinking? Mur- Murray State, they're, they have one win. Didn't mm-hmm. they beat some sub D2 or some sub D1? And USD is 2 and 1. UND is 2 and 1. Mm-hmm. Is that everybody? Uh, I'm not sure, but you know what you could have done while you, instead of guessing the whole time, you just pulled up the stupid standings. I'm on the conference website too. Probably should. Yeah, whoopsie poopsie. Just, you know, would you just, just relax. Let's, let's check Brendan out here and see. So as Brendan said, the standings don't mean a whole lot, but what I wanted to look at is where three games in some are two, some are three. Uh, where do we think the tiers are in the Missouri Valley Football Conference? Um, And then after we talk about the tiers, we'll talk about who we think will probably make the playoffs. Um, In my opinion, the top tier, should we go from the top or the bottom? You know, this is your idea. This is your circus. I know. You run it. I'm giving you, would you rather start at the top or the bottom? Let's start at the top. Okay. I can build to a crescendo and really shit on some teams. In in my opinion, you got SCSU and NDSU at the top, top. (laughs) Anybody else need to be included in there? No. Okay. The next tier that's almost top tier, in my opinion, there's only one team, and that's Southern Illinois. Do you agree? The mid-tier, I would say Southern no, Illinois. And not Indiana. mid-tier. Not mid-tier. This is almost top-tier. Like They're very close almost to being top-tier top at tier. this point. I would say Southern Illinois still has to prove it a little more. Um, so they, nobody's almost top-tier. 
Uh, no, because I think if NDSU or SDSU plays SEMO, and I don't care where, SEMO is a good team. They're a solid team. But we've seen what SDSU and NDSU do to mid-teens, high-teens teams that aren't Valley teams. They just absolutely slap the dog piss out of them. So, um, I, I and that was a rivalry game, so I give them a break on that and everything. But I want to see more out of them. You know, I want to see them be five and five and all, six and all before I'm like, okay, they're right there. Gotcha. I would put them in a tier with Youngstown where I'm not fully sure what they are yet. So, in that, in that next tier, call it mid tier if you want. I've got Youngstown, like you said, mm-hmm. and UND is the other one for now. Yep. Would you include yeah. them? Yes, I would include UND. Anybody else now. worthy of that tier? Uh, no. I mean, I would have said you and I, but honestly, they've been a letdown at this point. They're they're kind of mucky middle stuff. Yeah. You know, the best of the rest. So that's what what I've got is the who are they tier. We don't really know who they are at this point in the season. They've had okay. some had some weird games, and I've got you and I, like you just talked about, mm-hmm. Illinois State, who just lost to okay. Illinois. Yep. Um, you've got USD. They, if you look at their end, the end of their games, and mm-hmm. you didn't pay attention to how they got there, you might think, oh, they're looking pretty good. They're looking okay. Yeah. But if you look at how they got there and looked at their halftime box scores, it's like eh, there might be some issues going on there, um, especially when those were both home games. Uh, right. And then lastly, in that tier, I've got Missouri State. Um, just not sure who they are. I don't think they're completely the bottom tier. Uh, we just we don't know how how good they are this year. Um, lastly, the way bottom tier, the worst of the worst, which is this tier is bigger than it ever has been in my opinion yes and it's due to the addition of murray state um yes question mark because remember mean? missouri state wasn't missouri state was not better than murray state five no, years ago but normally we only had like two teams in this way way bottom tier mm, i don't know there was some years where indiana state western illinois and I'd uh, say the bigger contributor is the absolute cratering of Western Illinois because they were pretty decent for a long time. Well, that's that's what I'm saying is like Western Illinois wasn't always in this way bottom tier. Right. But that's why I'm saying you can't say adding Western or Murray is what caused this because Western used to be decent. Indiana State had a decent year. You're making my point. I'm saying that the reason why we have three now is because we have another shitty team in the division. Okay. Sure. <laughs> anyway, whatever. We've got why not? Mur- we've got Murray <laughs> State, Western Illinois, and Indiana State, who are just all three absolute dumpster fires. There they is are. no chance for them this year. Uh, <laughs> um like Zach says, I need the U and I and Theo Day hype to finally be shown on the field. Constant disappointment, hundred percent. Um Theo Day, it seems like he'll look good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dustin Helton says Theo Day has been the Montana of quarterbacks. <laughs> right on the nuts. That lots, one. lots of hype and just no, Nothing. just don't show it on the field. Yeah. 
I like it. No, Zach did. Zach did on the Blue Bloods uh, two weeks ago, or the preview for this weekend. He he said he had a good uh, little tirade about how, yeah, the Theo Day needs to actually do something on the field. Right. So, hundred percent. All right. Well, now that we've defined the tiers, ah, Kevin <laughs> nails it. <laughs> Kevin Marshall from FCS Nation Radio says Nielsen went from Macomb to Vermilion. Guy must really love to live in places that suck. <laughs> I can't argue with that. That is pretty scientifically accurate. Dude, um, we've got as many guys as we have watching this right now. Can you argue with being on Monday nights? No, no I, I just I, we're, like we're beating the NFL. I guess. Yes. <laughs> we're we're gonna. I'm putting that in my later. Twitter bio. <laughs> BT beats regularly beating Monday Night Football. We'll wait till the official ratings come in to call it. But our feeling is that we're winning against Monday Night Football right now. <laughs> Basically, I, I don't right. see any argument possible. Yeah. Um, so now that we've talked about the tiers, let's talk about playoff teams. Um, number one, what was that? Don't, don't worry about it. No, I saw it. What was that? That was not what, I'm trying. What you showed this on the is, screen. Your... This is the composite. Oh, was was it about composite schedule? I thought you were reacting to what I said. No, I I was like, oh no, I went too far. Oh, here right. we are. Okay, here we go. Oh, now look at now so, it's a, now it's a mess. Look what you did. Yeah, this is why you put it off the screen while you're doing your work there. Well, it wouldn't have been a problem, but you I took it off the screen, and then you asked for it back on the screen. <laughs> anyway, playoff teams. Uh, number one, Illinois this State. This is my only fans, Dustin. <laughs> Illinois State really screwed themselves losing to Eastern Illinois. Um, I think they they with their schedule, they don't have to play NDSU or SDSU. Like they have a pretty easy Dude. schedule. At what? This this brings me back all the way to the comment that I want to rant about with MVFC scheduling. You should rant about it now. This is now the time. I got to be finding so. it. You keep I'm chatting. Ready. You keep talking. I, do I need to make another beer for this? Uh, maybe. Ah, here it is. I found it. From Rev, are you concerned about the bye week being early this year? Do you think it's going straight till the end of the season? Last year helped keep the Jacks focused. On... Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. The noise <laughs> What were you saying? <laughs> we're in for the long haul, boys. Here we go. No, the the valley scheduling is garbage. <laughs> Kevin Marshall talks all the time uh, on Twitter when he's ranting against large comment co- uh, conferences about these unbalanced schedules, and the valley goes out of their way to make it unfairly unbalanced for the bad teams because they're trying to artificially get people in the playoffs, which is dumb. The reason the Valley's known for being a good conference isn't because of the amount of teams they put in the playoffs. It's that the teams that they put in the playoffs actually win some damn games and don't get roadhouse like the CAA. Now you're going to, what, sneak in a bad Illinois State team and have them get roadhoused by Lord knows who, Montana State, and make you think that makes conference look better? It doesn't. And then are you kidding me? 
the conference couldn't figure out a way to work a bye week into everybody's schedule except for Western Illinois and Illinois State. Like they're the ones who get to have a bye during the middle of the season, and everybody else has to run straight through the whole conference schedule with no breaks. Don't get me started on the fact that they keep stacking rivalry games on SDSU or stacking road trips into North Dakota that nobody else in the conference has to do. It's just ridiculous. They need to pull their collective heads out of their asses. I would genuinely walk into that meeting room and I'd have them all go and I'd say, everybody stand up. Now bend over, stand up and say pop. And then I'd look him in the eye and I'd go, now you just pulled your heads out of your asses. Let's do something about this. I'm pretty sure a four-year-old with a schedule generator could pull something better together than this crap that they do. That's my rant. Well, shut up. <laughs> no, I like it. You're you're not wrong. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't understand why it cannot be. I mean, like you said, it's not that hard. Um, no. You put together a softball schedule every year and it was so well done we had only home games in the first half and all road games in the second half well you in charge of the valley scheduling all right i didn't forget it's easier <laughs> to schedule when everybody has their own home field nobody needs to know about this anyway this is pointless <laughs> they do now all right Anyway, like I said, Illinois State has such an easy schedule this year. They don't have to play NDSU, don't have to play SDSU. With they had like the inside track for a seed based on the rest of their schedule. If yes. they if they didn't screw this game up against Eastern Illinois, now there's basically no way they're gonna get a seed. Um Southern Illinois, on the other hand, their comeback win against SEMO was absolutely huge. Because they do play SDSU and NDSU. Um, and so they have a very difficult schedule left. And for them to win that game gives them an outside chance at a seed at least. Um, mm -hmm. As long as they go through the rest of their schedule um, without a loss. So I just wanted to mention those two games and how big they were as far as the playoff implications. Um, the two teams that I have as in and likely seeded are SDSU and NDSU. Um, the other team that's likely in, uh, potentially seeded, would be Southern Illinois. Uh, the other two teams that could be in, I think, Youngstown State and UND. Do you have anybody else on the radar for the Missouri Valley for the playoffs? Um, you know, besides Youngstown State, UND, I don't. USD's schedule is laid out. So in theory they could, but I think they play at Southern Illinois and that might've been one of the games they'd have had to steal. So it looks a lot less likely with how the sock Lukies are playing and the sock Lukies, as we all know, fear no man. Why is USD has to go to NDSU, not next week, but the following week. Yeah. They have to go, they have to play against us and then they have to go to Southern Illinois. I don't think their schedule is laid out that well. Well, in the before Southern Illinois looked like a real team. Um, well, yeah, I, I see. And, and UND down in Vermilion hasn't historically played that well, so there was a chance they could have stole that game as well. Um, but just so um, Steve Anderson, he asked how many teams are on by this week. All of them, we except for three. Three <laughs> Valley teams playing this week. Yeah, look me in the face, Patty. 
and tell me you couldn't make this schedule have a bye during this conference slate for these people, and I will call you a liar to your face. I, God bless you. You do fine, but what the hell is that? Um, I don't know. Does she do fine though? Like, there's a lot of things. She's in the retiring really soon, to be, so I'm just gonna let her to be desired. The sunset. And that's all it is. Um, Steve also says BMAC had an odd take on the playoff teams and seeding. That's because he's still watching games from 2018. Um, <laughs> when he really, we love Brian BMAC. He was great when he came on the show and everything. Just man, he's he's his take on the ranking because he put NDSU at one, which okay, fine, but his his reasoning is basically was the same as all Craigers, Craig Haley who we know is a big friend of the show and he loves us dearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe have a better poll there, Craigers. Um anyway, we, we haven't dogged on him for a long time. God, and I, I miss it. I like, miss that it. That was too. a weekly thing. It that was, was a so good, time. good. Anyways, I I and I should have dogged him when he did this to me on Twitter. I'm like, why NDSU over SDSU? And he literally said, because they're NDSU. And I so badly I'm pissed I didn't bookmark it because I to this day would bring that one back out and I don't I I tweet way too much to hunt that thing down but that was phenomenal. <laughs> uh, Zach McKinnell says social media and schedules are the biggest threats to the valley. Honest to God, the whole yeah, ugh, I don't need to get started. That's fine. it's all right. That's why I asked: Does does she actually do anything good? But anyway, she runs the Pioneer Week League pretty well. <laughs> Yeah, she does great. They're awesome. Um, speaking of the games this week, is that all we have to left to talk about? The uh, yeah, and you know, I do want to chop it up about those games I did send you. Um, I don't know if you looked into them at all, but like, there's well, a lot of really, really good games across the FCS. They're not on the agenda though, so I don't care. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. So the, the Valley. <laughs> You're lucky I looked at the agenda this week. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised <laughs> you did. All right. So the Valley games that we do have, we have Lindenwood coming off a big Valley win. See if they can get two in a row. Lindenwood goes to Illinois State. Um, I expect that will not go as well as it did for them this last week. Um, Utah Tech going to Missouri State. And Western Illinois going to Southern Utah. Um, probably be two blowouts. Well, maybe three blowouts. Yeah, with Wrong way. Yeah, the wrong way on the third one for the, for so, the Valley. Southern Illinois is going to kill. <laughs> Southern Utah is going to kill Western Illinois. That's what I'm um, saying. Yeah. Missouri State. Although God, that might be a good game with Utah Tech. I'm not, I'm not sold on Missouri State at all. They, they should win by a lot, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that'd be impressive if Lindenwood could pull off another one. Oh, no, Lindenwood's not, really. not beating Utah Illinois Tech. State. No, I mean, they I they won against Western State. Illinois, sort of, you know. Good for them, but yeah. Oh, hey, thanks for keeping us on track, track Jim, as we go through our picks for next week. Nice. Touchdown Tuesday. Touchdown Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Um it's gonna be uh, the max at Jackrabbit Central. Yeah, yeah. I wish they didn't have a max. We'd be uh they'd have to give stuff away after a <laughs> 70 point game. What it was it five percent for every touchdown? Uh, I think that's how that works. Yes. 
Yeah, so it it's like half whole, off the whole store. Off. <laughs> I, I take the day off to go to Brookings <laughs> right. and I bring a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is the max? Is it 30? I don't even know. Uh, 25 maybe. Uh, we'll find out. They'll tweet we'll, it. We'll retweet yeah. it. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we got our handles in the things. Um, oh, Terry says uh, the max is 30%. I think it's 30 um, so I, I think I agree with that. Um, yeah, the Valley Slate kind of sucks. Wait, week. wait, wait, wait. We're not done with that read yet. Jackrabbit Central, they are the sp- they are. The we sp- have. A- <laughs> you act like we have a script we read off of. Um, whoa, whoa! I just skip all the stuff on the page, man. What are you doing? What the hell? Just saying, you have to mention more than just. <laughs> Go fleece them for on touchdown Tuesday, <laughs> which you, you, you should take advantage of it because it is a great totally deal. Rob, our sponsor, <laughs> it is a great uh, so we got we got we're fighting in the comments 30 or 25, either way. Um, fight, but fight, either way, go take advantage of it on Tuesday. Um, they have the best selection of Jack's gear. And the cool thing about Touch on Tuesday, you used to be able to not get it online. You can now. Um, they honor it online. Go take advantage of that and stop in there uh, whenever you're in Brookings because they've always got good things in the store and the especially the the rabbit den, the discount den. It's legit. So check that out. Uh, thank you, Jackrabbit Central. Um, last but not least, can do we mention our new sponsor? I, I think uh, we we brought them up once, um, <laughs> barely. <laughs> barely. What we can um, say about them is, if you don't, if you follow us on Twitter, Brennan and I, I both know. Now you know. Brennan and I both uh, reposted it. Uh, Cubby's Sports Bar and Grill, which you probably yes. saw, is our new sponsor, which we are very happy about. Uh, oh, they are the spot to go in uh, Brookings. If you're not looking for fast food, Cubby's is a spot to go for your uh, sports bar and grill. They got all the TVs, they got all the good food, and apparently they've got a new bourbon burger, which looks phenomenal. Oh, it looks incredible. Oh, my yeah. God. So go check that out. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> no, now Steve, Steve says, can we get Chad back? I'm getting the feeling he brings order. No one can contain our chaos. <laughs> First off, first off, you listen here. Absolutely not, sir. Seven points around a Chislick basket. That would be an awesome thing. If that is if cool. We got if we did a if we did a sponsor for if we did a deal with them where seven points are under, you got a Chislick basket for whatever. So. You know what we need? That's cool. But what would also be cool is if we can get the nine bar to sponsor us. Do like a nine points and under. And you get like a free drink or something. Half. I mean, that make us a lot popular, more popular with the students. I bet. Yeah. Because I don't. Me walking into the nine is not. I don't think uh, we'd get some looks. I mean, I feel like we have some students listen to this. Yeah. We they interact on Twitter at least. Hey, strike hey. out, Sunny. Nice. I'm gonna have to start doing this like the hair razors. Um, oh, if you don't listen yeah, to the hair I razors, didn't. go listen to those guys. Um, they're a hoot, but they're always watching the game in the background on TV. And I think I need to 
throw I that on. Up. You, I, have you three, have I have three screens in front of me, and I just didn't turn one on. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, I think we are in uh, – we're just the voiceover. Um, oh, uh, speaking of Deb, who says touchdown for Pierre, um, she agreed to be on the Moms I'd Love to Hear From segment. We're going to make that a segment in the upcoming yeah, weeks. Yeah. And we got to lead off with this. I mean, her husband's been on a podcast. Who else? Who else Mark's would lead us on, off? I, right, you know, um, Mark and her husband were on Splitting Hairs. Um, you know, Ryan. I mean, he's been on like Good Morning America and stuff. So, right, we, we're we're pretty much the same. Obviously, we're beating <laughs> Monday Night Football. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so we're gonna have her come on, and we're gonna make that a segment throughout the week. So, so that should be a lot of fun. I like it. Um, I also like Dustin's suggestion of getting George's to sponsor us. Uh, get a safety and get, get a free every slice place. to him. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have all of downtown sponsor this us. This is why he works in sales and marketing. Yeah, right? <laughs> nice. That's awesome. I like That's it. That's awesome. Uh, um, also, can we do these? We did. What, what do you want? I got to say one more thing. <sighs> We saw Deb and her grandchild, which was super cute. And yes. congrats the and her Deb daughter. It was awesome to meet her. I didn't get to yeah, I must have left before that happened, but well, that's because I'm cooler than you. Uh, apparently. Basically. I mean, obviously. Um, what did you want to get to? What else we got? These other games, man. I oh yeah, because I want to pick these games. Oh yeah. And we're we're only an hour and five minutes in, so we've got time. <laughs> we gotta we can't <laughs> have here's a here's a legit question. Has the A team ever had a longer podcast than us? No, there's no way in hell. No, nope. there's uh, no way in hell they, we we hit a buck thirty one. Buckle up, folks. We got another because <laughs> I've got a bunch of games here. Like, there's really good games. I'm gonna run through them really quick, and then maybe we'll touch on a couple. Um, and then maybe we talk more because you want to do a picks video like I did last week as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that mm-hmm. something you're going to do? Should I be promising people things or? No, I think or, I will do it. You said yeah, like you're like. Mm, no, I, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, not going to happen tonight. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, okay. <laughs> Daryl England, you're you're. We got some up to the date folks here. Unless he got light. a second tutty. Anyways, um. The the games outside of the Missouri Valley that I find that are really going to be matter when it comes to rankings and polls. And if you're looking for, um, you're looking for games to watch in the FCS instead of just watching FBS games, and you want to really catch up around the nation. There's some awesome ones this week. You got UNH versus Delaware. It's at Delaware. That's going to be a great matchup. Those are two top 25 teams. UNH is pushing for the top 10 or is top 10 in some people's polls. <laughs> yeah, Zach McKinnell, like Blue Blood, he's got an hour and 30 show all the time. If we outdo Zach's longest show, <laughs> Matt might sit us down and like, put us in timeout. Yeah. <laughs> My wife will put me in timeout. Um, but, uh, so that UNH, uh, Delaware game, uh, you know, nobody's going to watch it cause it's on flow, but that'll be a good game. That'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, and we got Sac state at Idaho, which Ron Lowney, our boy, he's back. I, I, we missed you, man. I didn't know where the hell you were. Um, so 
that's going to be a great game. Uh, I'm really interested in that one because we've got Idaho fans saying that we're the best team in the country. And then you've got Sac State fans who are mad that Idaho is above them in a lot of polls because we beat Stanford. and They got a close loss to Cal, but they forget that they also roadhouse Nevada. Who's it's a circle of suck there. So anyways, so that'll be a really good one to watch. Montana Weber state is going to be great to watch. Um, for obvious reasons, Weber looks to be the real deal. We know about Montana state, um, for our sakes, probably want Montana state to win that game. It just makes our resume that much better. Um, Eastern Washington at UC Davis. Eastern Washington seems to be coming on after taking that beating um, at the hands of NDSU. Um, interesting fact, apparently they weren't able to practice for like two weeks because of the wildfires up there, which I can attest to because my brother was out there fighting them. Um, so like it, it came right up to Spokane, so they weren't able to practice for a while, which doesn't help when you're going into your first game. Um, so I'm curious how that one turns out. Mercer at Furman. Mercer's in a lot of people's rankings, and Furman just really struggled, really, really struggled with their last game um, against the, against Kennesaw State. Who everybody who thinks Furman's top ten team, you shouldn't be struggling with Kennesaw State. So I'm curious how that turns out. Um, and then Chattanooga at Sanford. I mean, Chattanooga, absolutely. No, they already played, didn't they? No, Western Carolina beat Sanford. So yeah. Chattanooga still looks like they might be a decent SOCON team as well. So watching them take on Sanford, if they knock Sanford out, then that seeds hope is down the drain for them. <laughs> Dustin says chatty blows. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of interesting. See, see, you gave me a funny look when I said EWU at Davis, but blues on my side. So suck it, Ben. I did not give you a funny look. Yes, you did. Yeah. I, I saw your face. I, brought, I said EWU at Davis. You went, you had one of these numbers on me. I must have been looking at my phone because I was not sure. Attention. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. Um, oh, like it's any different for you. <laughs> I space out sometimes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, this is the next one you're going to mention. So, uh, yeah. See, and those I had other notables. I don't think that are. Were, I want to do picks on, but Simo at EKU, I did have it on my list, Zach. Um, that should be a real interesting game. And like Zach says, Simo needs to bounce back, but EKU starting at 0-4 is a big deal. EKU was some people's favorite to win that conference, <clears throat> but um, obviously that's not starting out so well for them. Um, and then for me, Ace Abilene Christian at Central Arkansas. Um, I mean, Central Arkansas put up 200 plus rushing yards on NDSU, which I found interesting. Um, and then ACU, um, did they just beat Southeastern Louisiana? It's getting late in the show, and now my brain's frazzled, but there's a reason I put them on there. So um, there are plenty of interesting games uh, to s- check out. I'm sensing a theme. Uh, which, yeah, thank you, Ariel. He is the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I'm uh, good at being the worst. I'm sensing God a theme in this in these like these good matchups. They yeah. all seem to be conference matchups. Weird, right? Why don't Why don't we have any conference games this week? Well, that's because the Valley thought that the best time for every one of their teams to have the most success when they got to the postseason <laughs> was to be coming off of eight 
straight goddamn conference games and then oh. going to the playoffs without being able to have anybody healthy because they're a bunch of asshats. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah, I just sensed a, sensed a uh, pattern there. So those are the games that we're going to pick. The ballot games plus your the the mentioning ones you that you had there. Yeah, I think so. Why not? Okay, that sounds good. Look forward to videos from Brendan and I separately uh, with our picks on uh, probably on YouTube, probably on the JI YouTube because mm-hmm. as everybody knows, I talk a lot, so I'm not going to keep it under a minute thirty. Mine will <laughs> be short enough to post on Twitter. <laughs> you know, Ben, people might want more than you looking at your phone going Montana State. Uh, I will provide a little Montana bit of analysis. State, Idaho, uh, Abilene Christian, EKU. <laughs> it's going to be riveting, really entertaining stuff. It'll be more than that. <laughs> you just wait. All right. I'm going to turn it into a whole like Barstool Sports Advisors and have props and there we um, go. Throwing coffee cups at the wall. Uh, no, John, the bye is this weekend. The bye is not at the end of the season. They put it at the front end of the schedule, which is not more better. Just, yeah, just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Rev's going to be on tomorrow night um, on Around the UAC. He's got an incredible intro to that. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Because <laughs> the United, Con- United Athletic Conference stole their logo from United Airlines. So, Ron's very confident in Montana State versus Weber State. Oof. Oof. Did Ron answer? Talk that talk, buddy. Somebody asked if Malat broke his ankle. I don't don't know. No, I think Terry was making a joke. He was saying he was going to have to break an ankle to win that game. Okay. No, okay. I misread that then. Get the helmet. Honey, do you know you get mad about the amount of money I spend on? stuff anyways if i had to get every fcs football team even a mini helmet i can't wait put it on my fingers Ooh, that, that would be cool actually I, that, I can't wait to get apparently i'm gonna get the the helmet that i bought in april uh the white oh yeah the white right. helmet i'm gonna wear it yep. the right one to the podcast when i get it i'm gonna do a full <laughs> full podcast in that helmet it's gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing <laughs> That would be amazing. All right. So, well, you got anything else? No, and we are well into garage time. We are. Chad is with, with us in spirit. I'm surprised. Jim must just be enjoying a little Monday Night Football and the yeah. the soft tones of our voices while he watches right. Monday Night Football. Because he usually tells us that we need to leave and right. um, say the words that we always say. There he is. I knew we could count on him. As always, go big, go blue, go Jacks. Go Jacks. Should I end the stream now? Should we be done? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.